we're doing right. Good, James. How are you? I cannot complain. Cannot uh, complain. End of twenty three. It's already done. Looking at December. Looking back. Like looking it just at, started. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we do, right? Everybody. Yeah. Right. 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 Do you have a good Christmas? Actually, I can't complain. I had a great Christmas. Good. Full of family and friends. Yep. If you want. I like it. I like it. Easy to travel here in Michigan. Didn't have a bunch of snow like yeah. you might expect at the end of December. So and your kids are a little bit younger. So yeah, yeah. They, uh, Just uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. You know they still believe in Santa. So they do, <laughs> but you know their dad always almost gives it up because yeah. of you know just different things. I say, but believe me, my wife gets me. Into line pretty quick, <laughs> right? Yeah. So no, it was great. It was no, great. Well, well good. Deal. Very good. So and uh, kind of looking ahead, but before we get to that, you know, let's take a look at December. <laughs> yeah, let's look at December. What a tremendous month for really all risk assets, and there's a reason why. We'll get into that. Yeah. But you know, when you're looking at the S and P 500, top 500 companies in the U.S., we always like to just report on that. Yeah. We saw a move higher, 3.92 percent on the heels of a big November move. So this has just been an astronomical lift to those risk assets. So well, round of applause for the yeah, S&P 500. We'll um, the aggregate bond index was not spared either. So this is going to be a basket of diversified bonds out there. Remember, when you're buying a bond, you're lending money to a company. They pay you interest. Company or entity, it could be the U.S. Treasury. They pay you interest, give you your money back at the end of the agreed-upon time period. The aggregate bond index is a basket of different issues, if mm-hmm. you will. 2.95% to the upside. So we got a little little bump there from the fixed security. Yeah. It, relatively speaking, right. it's a huge move exactly. in bonds. Historically, you would find their price range uh, in terms of like a return to be tighter than, you know, stocks. That's why bonds might be perceived as lower risk. I just say they have different risks, but their standard deviation year to year tends to be a little tighter. So yeah, that was a really uh, monumental move. So we always kind of look at that month, but I guess, you know, we wanted to kind of look a little bit deeper and say, were there any signs that would have told us December was going to move the way that it did? Yeah. Well, if you remember in November, we kind of talked about the scenario that was building. (laughs) Yes, that that was um, that could have presented this environment. It happened pretty darn quick, though. Yeah, that uh, discussion of for whom the bell tolls mm-hmm. type of thing. That was this is what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, yes. So it's pretty. It's a clear indication of what took place in December. Uh, and it's not that all of a sudden corporate America just juiced their earnings. They found this extra productivity, and you know, all of a sudden we we're going to see earnings per share rise. So stock prices rose. No, not really. Mm-hmm. When you break it down, you've kind of got to get into just the the liquidity component. So liquidity uh, is just where is money flowing to? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that actually drives inflation is liquidity. Right. If there's a lot of liquidity out there, you're going to have more inflationary forces. Okay, so we understand that. Keeping on the verbiage of, or the, um, the, the discussion of liqu- liquid. Liquid. Let's think about water, okay? Think about a tide. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody sitting there and you need water, and sometimes you just wait for the tide, and the tide will come in, and it doesn't matter whether you've done a good job digging a well or something to pull it out of the ground, you have liquid, you have water. Right. The tide just came. Now, the other way to get water would be to do a really good job digging a well, da 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 da, and creating that infrastructure. So that takes work. When the tide comes in, 
It just happens. Yeah. Sometimes liquidity just happens. One of the things that uh, we, you know, I talk to you about it all the time. Mm-hmm. We track where's the liquidity. Right. A lot of liquidity, a tremendous amount of liquidity pushed into our capital markets towards the end of the year. So we'll get into some of the reasoning why that might have happened, but there are certain indicators. Just look at financial conditions loosening. Uh, look at the reverse repo um, overnight lending that you find. There are all these mechanisms yeah. that we can watch to determine where is that liquidity f- flowing. So basically, the tide came in. Came in. Right? So, and that's good. It doesn't matter what earnings per share are mm-hmm. when that happens. Risk assets will will benefit. Yeah. Um, interest rates go down in that environment. So. Really, that's uh, that's what we saw. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, we kind of touched on it, right? We were talking about the be- you know, for whom the bell tolls and what it might look like. You know, you can't ever predict exactly, but no, yeah. like you said, started to kind yeah. of move in. I, I would be if I could be critical of of our discussion. We were kind of thinking over a couple months, happened in a couple <laughs> weeks. My goodness, know, right? but that just goes to show you never have that crystal ball. You can have a thesis, yeah. Um, but again, so and it's, that's why uh, we're on it every day. That's right, right. That's right. It's a moving target. So another thing that everyone has kind of been almost cheering about, yeah, right, is inflation. And is it gone? Has it left? Has it died? Yeah, I think we would argue. Yeah, let's say not yeah. so much. What's that? Rumors of my death were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, well, inflation. Maybe. Yeah. So recognize that there was a change in the formula back in the October CPI print mm-hmm. that would have. Um, Reworked how they blend in uh, medical costs, medical expenses to us. Uh, So there were some moving pieces to even that number. But the bottom line, we did see CPI come down. Now, whether you agree with that or not, I don't know. But maybe it's just the mathematics behind it. And that very well could be. But guess what? There's a bunch of computer algorithms out there that look at that CPI print. They don't care what you see at the grocery store. They're going to trigger on something that's lighter. You know, maybe they'll sell if something's hotter than expected. Yeah. But let's put it this way. Inflation certainly has slowed down. Yeah. I mean, you can see that just at the, the gas pump. Mm-hmm. Remember, we used that as a good gauge of uh, when can markets rip when price of fuel goes down. Yeah. You know, uh, that's a good indication that that inflation is maybe settling down a little bit. But to think that it's totally licked, I, I, I don't I don't think you can do that no, I don't right think you, now. You can't necessarily plan around that being what has happened. So. Right. You know, for that to have really happened, I think Jay Powell and Janet Yellen would have had to be much more serious about fighting inflation. Yeah. Remember that discussion of the tide we just had? Mm-hmm. Well, when the tide's in, inflation just it loves it. Yeah. And so how serious are we about fighting that? Again, so let's understand that it has relaxed, but it certainly is not flushed from the system at the current moment. Mm -hmm. We've talked a little bit in the past, different pods, even, you know, five minutes ago, right, Mm -hmm. about looking at signs. Yeah. And I guess a couple of topics we want to touch on is both, do we see signs of economic weakness or economic strength? And I guess, Ryan, let's start with the weakness. Yeah. You know, do we see some signs that there might be some economic weakness out there? Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And um, you'll always have positive signs, negative signs. It's kind of like, what uh, what are you going to uh, put more weight into? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Here's a theory. What if they allow liquidity to go out in the market to stave off 
some economic weakness that they see coming down the pike. Yeah. You know, uh, government officials have access to things that, that we don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that's some of uh, that liquidity storm that we saw towards the end of uh, the year this year. So what are those weaknesses that, that could perhaps build momentum? Mm-hmm. Well, let's think about it. Strong jobs numbers yeah. out there. Okay. So they're, they're strong headline numbers. I don't know the exact statistics. I don't want to put it um, – in history yeah, on this. Right. But I would tell you this, probably the majority of jobs numbers that we've seen monthly for 2023 have been revised downward. Right. Um, so it's kind of like the headline comes in and then we revise them. So with the headline and then... Yeah. Then they revise it down. Right. It's like, so if you go back and look at those revisions, it's a little bit different. You know, you st- our unemployment rate Mm-hmm. Strong headline jobs numbers, but you're seeing the unemployment rate ticking up a bit. Right. And so there's a whole nuance to how that would work. But if you peel back the veil, so um, I, I, ISM, Institute of Supply Chain Management, ISM Services has kind of rolled over and looks pretty weak. ISM Manufacturing Data. I mean, these are borderline recessionary figures that we're seeing. It doesn't mean that we're in one. But those are some areas of weakness that you'll want to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, if that liquidity is out there, though, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The only time that that would matter is if that liquidity starts to pull back in. Right. So what you know, it's like what's more important, fighting inflation or keeping you know, the donkeys behind in the air? Yeah, you, don't, yeah. you, know, you just don't know. Right. So there are signs out there for maybe some weakness, even though we maybe we have felt pretty good about our statements. Yeah. You know, the last few months. Yeah. Right. Or even last year. Yeah. Depending on how you're looking at it. So I guess there's always a yin and a yang. So what are some things that might say, hey, the economy is strong? Yeah. You know, it's going to hold on. Yeah. So you, you've got a when you look across like retail sales, things like that, you're still seeing a robust consumer. In the headlines, you're seeing a lot of, well, debt is at all-time you know, highs at household levels. Okay, fine. But incomes are at all-time highs as well. Yeah. So you've got to look at kind of a ratio there, and it's not that far out of whack. L- let's face it. The consumer makes up roughly 70% of our economic growth, our GDP. And then you also have the government spending like crazy. Right. That's a big contributor to economic growth. So those those strengths are out there. And they're obviously, with the liquidity you see out, um, they're overwhelming. And you're seeing it uh, benefits you in, in, at the statement level. Right. So we've got some strength. We've got some weakness. We're on that. Right. Yeah. We're always on that. Absolutely. Something that we've kind of been watching, it's almost like we're just standing at the airport watching, right, is this soft landing. We've been talking about it for... Yeah. Two, three years almost. Not us in general, but oh. you and I have almost made it an inside joke. I mean, Correct. We joke around about different things. Yeah. But are we going to have a soft landing, Ryan? Right. Have we already Have we already landed? Right. I mean, right. where are we? Right. Yeah, it's a good question. Are we flying? And it's it's theoretical in a way, right? <laughs> so landing is it's kind of like speak for the economic cycle. Yeah. It's getting complete, if you will. Mm-hmm. That landing would be kind of that that contraction phase of the economic cycle. We've all been on, uh, most of us have been on airplanes, I'm sure. 
You've probably landed on one a couple times, and you know they're not all landings are the same, right? <laughs> right? And so we could tell some stories, but not all landings are the same. So you know, hard landing, soft landing. Obviously, you want the soft landing. And sometimes you're asleep and you wake up and right. you're on the ground, or or no landing. You know, if, <laughs> switch if, airports. Sure. I mean, if you look at some of the things that pump liquidity out into the system, if the economic cycle is a pendulum, well, what if? You know, our government officials just wouldn't let the economic yeah. cycle play out. That's no landing. In, in, <laughs> in, in this environment, that could be a reality. Yeah. So, again, we don't know. Uh, you, don't, you don't really know when the plane needed to land, okay? Right. Right. So the recognize that the media has grabbed a hold of this soft landing. Right. It's this anticipation. That's why we bring it up. Well, that's why we bring it up. <laughs> right. Just like with a lot of stuff on this podcast. Yeah. Um, the soft landing would be, it's simple. Inflation gets under control, and you don't have unemployment spike. Mm -hmm. Recognize soft landing is not something that's been minted here in the last two years. This has been – it's been terminology that goes way back. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Let's say the landing gear should be down. You should hope for a landing, and then it's up to us. To, to maneuver through, well, are, are we looking at that soft landing or hard landing? And a lot of it, how much tide are we dealing with? Yep. That's what will dictate it. And that could be right on down to this, this no landing scenario. Yep, right. So I guess um, it's important for you to understand when somebody says soft landing, what does that mean? What does it actually mean? What's a hard landing? Well, inflation certainly gets under control, but the unemployment rate rips higher. On the unemployment rate from a national level, we will start to get a little bit um, concerned, I guess, when you see it, start to see that unemployment rate tick over four. Okay. You know, I think 4.4% would be a point at which we start talking about, you know, challenges out yeah. there. So, you know, we're uh, we're still well below that. So, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we've done this for a couple of years now. And we used to, there's been certain topics that have always kind of permeated back into it. Um, we haven't had like the sixth, the sixth stage um, unemployment situation, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you and I were both in the business back when that was something. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, we'll stay on top of it. We'll look at those numbers like we always do. Yeah. Before we kind of look ahead, you know, something else that we've seen in the news quite a bit, and we've seen it in different time frames, and I think that sometimes people miss what it actually means. But if I just kind of said it out loud, the 60-40 mix or the 60-40 portfolio, or has it died? Yeah. You know, with what's gone on in the last few years that proved that it doesn't work anymore. Right. Just touch a little on that, Ryan. You yeah. Just, what does it mean? How do we look at it? How do we look? How do we view it? You know how I've always looked at these things, these headlines? It's like once the headline is printed, you almost, that's the time. It's kind of like when everybody's on one side of the boat, go to the other side. Mm -hmm. That's how you're, you're going to keep your edge. You know, the discussion of rates are going up and so you can't have this 60-40 portfolio. When that fervor was the loudest, mm -hmm. That was the time to start loading up the 60-40. I mean, basically a 60-40 portfolio, when you see that in a headline, 60% stock, 40% bonds. 60% S&P 500, 40% ag. Literally, we quote those two things at the beginning of the, the program all the time. Right. That's the 60-40, that's the basically. And then what we try and do is layer in different exposures to add what's called alpha or outperformance. Mm -hmm. But that 60-40 construct has fallen under a lot of criticism a lot much of it had to do with interest rates and, and the volatility right and, and you've been play by play with us hearing about that mm -hmm. but again 
I think that a 60-40 portfolio is just speaking to a diversified portfolio. Right. What's in the 60%? Well, maybe we like growth stocks over value stocks, da-da-da-da-da. But it's just it's indicative of a uh, diversified portfolio, and they're timeless. Yeah, diversified, disciplined approach. You know, it's kind of how we've looked at and it. And then the tactical overlay will deliver the alpha. Right. Well, we'll probably come back to that again sometime. I think so. Uh, instead of looking back, Let's look ahead a little bit. Look, yeah. First, yeah. happy new year to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but if we there. look ahead, Ryan. Yeah. So, again, this is one – the 2024 will be determined by does inflation abate? Mm -hmm. Do we really get this, um, you know, inflation that can kind of just exit stage left without a big fight? If that's the case, we have some conditions for tremendous opportunity. Yep out there look at we've been at this malaise mm -hmm. economic malaise for plenty of time historical context we've we've served our time right yep so we're right on the doorstep if a few things go our way if that tide imagine if the tide never left never went out right we'll have water for yeah. a while don't recommend you drink it <laughs> not at all <laughs> salt water but. Okay. so again I, I, we got to watch the tide that tide, I think, is uh, very much going to be determined by inflation. And then watch that unemployment rate. That's kind of going to be the, the determining factor of the, uh, whether the health of the economy, the growth, our GDP growth is there. So uh, there's a lot that, uh, potential here. Mm -hmm. There are some things that have to go right. One of the problems with waiting on liquidity, you don't really get to study uh, corporate earnings and say, all right, the price to earnings ratio is this, their revenue growth is this, the stock price should be this. Throw all that out the window. When we're dealing with just liquidity pushes, right. it, it's kind of like just own everything in a way. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't think that 2024 will be the year of the fundamentals. I think 2024 would be the year of liquidity out there. And so if that's the case and inflation behaves itself, the unemployment rate stays down. Look out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll stay on it. You bet. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next year. See you next year. Thanks.